You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. When there was no famine in the land, Isaac was not known. Famine came in the land, Isaac reaped a hundredfold, nobody got anything. God severed Jacob from the inheritance of his father so that he will go into life and face adversity. Joseph was severed from the wealth of his father so he will go in. Adversity is our place for distinction. But the problem is people get sad. People enter into what is called the sorrow of heart because they think that as a Christian, we are not supposed to. This is where, this is the place where we are to demonstrate. We're going to say there's that. Now, let me show another step here as we go on here because it's not magic. If a place or a plant and all of that dry up and you go to a garden and everything is dried up in that garden, what are you going to tell them? Water this place. Isn't that what you're going to say? Just begin to water it. Okay? So if the vine and everything has dried up, it's because there is no water. Isn't that what it is? Isn't that what it is? Okay. Isaiah 12 and verse 3. He says, God is my strength. Therefore, with what? Joy. Shall you draw what? Water. Out of the wells of what? Salvation. In other words, the water you are going to pour to cause the thing to start flourishing is with joy you draw it. Joy is not that water. But it's with joy you draw water. The water is something else. And I want to show what the water is. Do you get what I'm saying? Joy is the bucket through which you will access that water. And draw it out. And when that water is drawn out, and the water has access to what you are doing, then it begins to flourish. Are you following what I'm saying? So if you lose your joy, you lose your access to the thing. It's like you have a well, and it's exactly what happens. And the well is deep. And as they ask Jesus, how are you going to draw out of this place? It's deep. What it tells us in, in the book of Proverbs, I believe, or is this Psalm 29? Cancel in the heart of a man, Proverbs there, is as deep waters. But a man of understanding, pull the scripture out, the man of understanding will draw it out. Cancel in the heart of a man is as deep waters. Quickly, all right? Proverbs, okay? Cancel in the heart of man is like deep water. But a man of understanding who knows that this thing is drawn will do what? Will draw it out. So what happens is, cancel as you begin to rejoice starts welling up. Cancel which is wisdom. Knowing exactly what you are supposed to do. So what happened was that there was farming in the land and everybody, nobody went out to farm because they said, there is no rain coming from anywhere. You are wasting your time if you're going to farming now because everywhere is dry. Joseph went into a time, all right, or Isaac, of rejoicing. 
And as he started rejoicing and counted it all joy, cancel welled up on the inside of him. And he knew exactly where to access water to get the stuff done. Jacob went out of his father's house with all the wealth. And then you are now sleeping on a stone. People will go into depression. Do you get what I'm saying here? Joseph was kicked out of his father's house, betrayed. People will go into depression. You see people with long faces because in an office somebody betrayed you. My friend, I'll show you something here. Look, 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 my friend. Look at what Paul said. Paul knew what was going on. Acts chapter 20 and verse 22. Look at what Paul said. Acts 20, he knew that this is how, this is how you end the person's career. He said, now behold, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Next verse. Save the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying, Bonds and afflictions abide me, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my, my life there unto myself, so that I might finish my cause with joy. In other words, once joy, if you allow those things to affect joy, you stop. You don't finish your journey. Many careers have been defeated because they have lost joy based on the treatment that somebody gave them. They were skipped in two promotions and they lost their joy. Instead of counting it all joy, and what will have happened was cancel will have come out of their heart. As deep water will have welled up, they will have gotten a breakthrough in their mind. So you have any purpose you are going for, Satan says, I'm going to attack. Once he attacks you, just understand this. And, and that, that's what we're going to say in Romans 4. Uh, the Bible says they staggered not at the promise of God. We're still going back to faith. Through unbelief. But was strong in faith, giving glory to God. In other words, he was rejoicing. So the attack comes, and that attack wants you. But you are at the verge of a significant breakthrough. Let me explain to the Christian. God is not removing the trouble. You will remove the trouble. That's what was telling Paul. Paul said, for this thing I besought the Lord, let it depart. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. You're, you are weak in certain areas. When you are strengthened there, you will get rid of the issue yourself. He says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for he has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemy. That table is not on the outside. He says, he has anointed my head. All right, it goes on. My head with what? Oil. That means my brain has started receiving ideas. That means my bed. And because of the oil that entered my head, my cup started running over. There is nobody who is operating in abundance except you are in a rent-seeking economy where you are getting government contract as a middleman. Every other person is creative ideas. Your head is anointed with oil. That anointing wants to get into your head because of the pressure, which means it's not take me out of this place, but anoint my head. Once the head is anointed with oil, then the cup is going to do what? Run over. What did Job say in Job 29? Job 29 verse 1. He said, oh, I wish I were in my days past. He continues his parable and said, verse 2. 
He said, oh, I wish I were in my months past, when the, with the days when God preserved me. Verse 3, it says that, verse 3, when his candle shined upon my head, when by his light I did what? Walked through darkness. Walked through darkness. Psalm 18 and verse 33. Psalm 18 and verse 33. He maketh my feet like the hind's feet and setteth me upon where? The high places. And when does your feet become like the hind's feet? When he says in Habakkuk, he says, though all this did not happen, yet shall I rejoice. And then he made my feet as the hind's feet. And pam, pam, pam. Because you are drawing wisdom out. You are drawing wisdom out. In other words, God begins to teach you. I believe God taught Isaac. Same thing with Jacob. God taught him. Didn't you see how he was able to do with the animals? He was taught. This is not luck. He was taught. But when Laban was cheating him, if he had affected his spirit, the Bible says Mary had dwelt good like medicine, but a broken spirit is dryness to the bones. In other words, he wants to break your spirit so that you become dry, your bones now become dry. That's what he's trying to get. Hey, Mary had dwelt good, but he broke it. He's trying to break his spirit there. Which means hey, you get in place, you are sorrowful. And all of that, and then you are looking and down, and then you think, well, you know, people, and then you can't access that light again. Darkness is now there. So it's with joy that we're going to draw out this wisdom. All right? Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18 tells us about counsel that we get. Every purpose is established by counsel. Every purpose is what? Established by counsel. So you get into the hard places and you get counsel and the purpose is established. All right? It says, so shall the knowledge of wisdom be to your soul when you have found it. There shall be a reward and your expectation shall not be what? Cut off. There's a difference between knowing the promise and knowing the counsel on how the promise will happen. You can know that God will supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. If you don't have counsel, you'll be frustrated. You'll be walking around doing the one H fees, pacing up and down, saying that God shall supply all my need. And you will see the empty pots. And you say, will you move the empty pots so I can pray properly? And they will take the empty pots, which is the solution to your problem, far away from you. And the water you are to pour into the place, you will be using to wash your hands, not knowing that you are wasting the miracle. Without cancel, there will be a promise. I will feed the multitude. Your heart will go to feed the multitude. Somebody will suggest to you, we need 200 penny worth, and you also will go and start looking for money. Somebody else will say, let them depart and go and buy their victory. You too will say, everybody be going. But the person who has cancel doesn't just have the promise. Do you get what I'm saying here? Has the method. So God starts with the promise, and when the pressure comes, he said, if you will hear his voice, if you will hear his voice, that's why he tells us, I'm still going to get to it in Romans 4 there. It says, according to that which is written, a father of many nations have I made thee. That's Romans 4, 17. According to that which was written, a father of many nations have I made thee. That was what was written. But when we get to verse 18, he heard the voice of God. It says, who against hope? According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. He says, if you will hear his voice, 
That voice that will teach and guide you, hiding not your heart in the day of provocation. Right? You get what I'm saying? Joy is not something. That, that's a serious business in heaven. Because it's with joy you are going to draw out water from the wells of salvation. Nations that are better than other nations don't have a better God. They have people with better organized minds, more strategic. That's all. So when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, don't pray that God should take you away from the valley. Pray that he anoints your head with fresh oil. A billionaire said during COVID, he said, he said about 10 to 15 global companies will emerge in America from COVID. Because men will not be praying that God should take the COVID away. They'll be praying, make us wiser than the virus. We became wiser than malaria. Do you get what I'm saying? We have not yet become wiser than cancer. That's why we have not solved the problem. And God wants us to be wiser than demons. He said, for had the demons, uh, principalities known this, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So we are to be smarter than them. So when the pressure comes, the way out is wisdom. Do you get what I'm saying? He doesn't just say, well, the business has a problem. He wants to teach you. He says, God has taught my hands to war so that with my hands I can break a bow of steel. He taught me. And a person who is depressed about the environment cannot solve it. So how do you get this joy through which this happens? Uh, now, let me just show this here. When contradictions therefore come, the key is to rejoice in the face of these contradictions. Okay? You rejoice in the face of these contradictions. Jonah chapter 2, verse 7 to 9, Jonah prayed from the belly of the whale, and my prayer, well, belly of the fish, doesn't say it's whale in the scripture, came into thy holy temple, verse 8. It says, they that observe lying vanities shall do what? Forsake their own mercy. If you allow the environment to get to you, you lose your mercy. He says, but instead of doing that, I will sacrifice with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that which I have vowed. The next verse, that sacrifice of praise. I will rejoice. I will be disconnected emotionally from the environment in order to access the wisdom that will change the environment. Do you get what I'm saying? 
So what do you do? In order to get to this chair, now close this with this chair here. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 30. Let me just show you this that happens. Now, you'll go through this and look, all moments are not the same in time. In time, you have what is called carriers. Some moments matter than some other moments. Now, that's why he says the battle is not for the strongest, the race is not for the swift, but by time. People that know the moments. Today, we know Usain Bolt because of 10 seconds. Moments. Now, if he had a false start at four critical moments in his life, he would not be who he is today. If at the Olympics Games in Rio, in London, in Shanghai, if he had a false start, just that false start, he would not be an Olympic gold medalist. While he was training, he can have several false starts. It doesn't matter. But he has those false starts so that when the moment comes, he doesn't have a false start. You practice rejoicing so that when that moment comes, you can hit it with joy. But there are moments where rejoicing will count more than other moments. Do you get what I'm saying? And if you miss those moments, you miss destiny. Do you understand what I'm saying here? That's why Jesus said, he said, now the things that make for your peace are hidden from your eyes. And the enemy will build a trench about you. He said, because you have missed your time of visitation. So we keep ourselves fit spiritually for that moment when it comes, when Mordecai told Esther, you see all these things that are going on here, you are in the kingdom for a moment as this. If you hold your peace, you and your father's house will be destroyed. This thing will affect your lineage, not just you. So we go on that journey, and something goes wrong. The curved ball is thrown. And what do you do? Now, I want to show two individuals. I made a huge success of this, because this is necessary for the next one, and then I will close. I will continue. And this is in our faith work here. All right? Believing God for something major, you're pushing in, this will happen. Nothing, no crisis is worse than death. And none is more challenging than the death of a loved one. Do you get what I'm saying? And there can be no loved one that can hurt an individual as the death of a child. That, that, the feeling is, why hast thou forsaken me? If anybody has ever lost a child, you better go on your knees and start praying for that person. Because that is the biggest challenge any human being can. Your life can just be sucked out and you can say, what is all this worth? Now, let's look at two individuals and what they did. Let's look at Job chapter 1 and verse 19. I'm just using this so that you can know that your own trouble is not yet, it's not as much as this. They didn't promote you, it's not an issue. They didn't give you visa, it's not a major issue. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young men. They were telling Job about the death. And they are dead. I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Verse 20. And Job arose, rent his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Yeah, what I said? You want to know when crisis hits you, what is your first response? Worship. I'm telling you a secret here. You're worshiping every day so that when this moment comes, it's your default mode. Just go and worship. Look at David. 2 Samuel 12, verse 19 to verse 21. This is part of our faith work here. And when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servant, is the child dead? And they said, he is dead. And look at what David did. Next verse. And David arose from the earth. This man knew God. Washed, anointed himself. Changed his apparel. They never met. Hundreds of years apart, if not thousands. All right? Came into the house of God and worshipped. First thing he did was to go into God's house to do what? To worship. This is how they faced death. Leave it. Death. And he came to his own house. And when he required, they set bread before him and did eat. Look at what his servant said. Verse 21. Then his servant said unto him, What is this thing that thou hast done? What's the meaning of this? Thou did fast and weep for the child while he was alive. But when the child is dead, which means we don't understand. Why are you not sorrowful? Why are you not downcast? You just entered in. This is a time where you move away from God. You went deep into God and you worshipped. Now, let me tell you what happens when a person worships this way. And I close with this. Proverbs 15 and verse 30 says, The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart, and a good report makes the bones fat. In other words, a good report is you come back with a good report. It's full of praise. But where is the rejoicing coming from? The light of your eyes. What is making a person rejoice in the midst of adversity? He, you see something. That's why it says when others say there's a casting down, you say there's a lifting up. You have seen something. Elisha's servant, he said, look, they are surrounded us. He told Elisha, open your eyes. That he may, listen, the light, and he opened his eyes and saw that there were chariots. The light of the eyes will always cause your heart to rejoice. If your heart is not rejoicing an issue, your eyes haven't been lit. In the midst of it, there is something. He said, be on good chair. I have overcome. In other words, in the midst, there is something. That's why now goes on and tells us in Psalm 13 and verse 3, David said, consider, O Lord, and hear me. Lighten my eyes. That's what he was praying. Lest I sleep the sleep of death. 
when David, and the key to this opening of your eyes is this worship. Go to him there, all right, when something seems to go wrong, and just go there and just worship him. And spend time there worshiping him. And the next prayer is, God, I cannot see anything but open my eyes. Because in the midst of this, there is something. And he will open your eyes to see. So God will open your eyes. Then look, you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Only strong men walk here. Only strong people can walk here. And then he says, look at what I'm showing you. And then when you see it, you start rejoicing. And then the rejoicing will give you the wisdom do you get what I'm saying? The strategy on how to go about it that will bring it. Which means there's the promise that I'll give you the hidden. There's the method through which that promise will come to pass. Joy gives you access. What the church doesn't have is method. We all have goodwill. Do you get what I'm saying? Everybody wants change. Everybody wants change. Is the method of change. Are you following here? Everybody wants it. There's a method to it. And it's as you begin to rejoice that the wisdom now begins to come and you start having those aha experiences in your mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. Wherever they are, strengthen them with might by your spirit. In the inner man, Open the eyes of their hearts that they might see the light of that day. And as they begin to rejoice, let the counsel, the wisdom, the spiritual intelligence they require float into their consciousness so they have eureka moments and they see the way out. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.